1: This is Sonny Hollywood Poonie from Podcast Rock City. I guess I could have technically said I'm Mark St. John, because you wouldn't know the difference. You've never heard his voice, right? Um, Anyways, you're listening to the Shout It Out Loudcast, and they're smooth. It's like a
0: What's up, there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 95 Scooby Doo and Kiss Rock
1: and Roll Mystery. Wow. Well, first of all, happy Halloween to all of our listeners because this episode drops on Halloween. So, what better way to celebrate than with Kiss and Scooby Doo? <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're trying to keep our theme, our second Halloween episode, keep yep. that going. And last year we released Kids,
1: <laughs> um, yep.
0: the uh, Paul Lynn Halloween special with Kiss. This year we're going to go Scooby-Doo and Kiss. And uh, yeah, we, you know, the obvious would be Kiss Meets the Phantom. We'll, we'll see when that finally gets done and it will get done. I thought that this... Uh, was a good idea tom how about you
1: yeah no I, I it's it look it's part of the kiss uh catalog there some people are interested in it it's it's you know we'll we'll talk about it we'll give you our thoughts but you know it is halloween related and uh and I, I i gotta give kudos to you zeus for our coming soon teaser no one got it i thought maybe somebody would get a little creative and realize the the matthew lillard hint with the scream movie mm-hmm. poster no one picked up on it, but uh, I he, thought that. And I he was, that was dead center too. Yep, right exactly. That. Was, so yeah. that no, that was a good one. Halloween season is upon us, and uh, that means it's uh, kiss and Scooby Doo. What's better than that? Those two. Yeah, this week Halloween fell on a <laughs> Robbing little kids for bags. <laughs> Bonus episode: The Ghetto Boys. Welcome <laughs> to Shout It Out
0: Loudcast. My mind's playing tricks on me. <laughs> dun, 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 ban, Come on How cool would that be So good Who Bushwick Bill (laughs) We can get the ghost of Bushwick Bill On the show I don't think he's alive anymore is he
1: I don't know if he was ever alive Rest his soul He looked like Beetlejuice's sidekick And I'm not talking Beetlejuice from Howard Stern Not Beetlejuice Michael Keaton (laughs) I'm Beetlejuice Who Paul Pierce
0: Yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> yes <laughs> stern sidekick beetlejuice looked like paul pierce yep exactly wow. that's a anyway i guess that that's our small talk <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's go into what we talked about last week and i think last week we did a our second ever member episode we did what was his name there the guy that uh the guy there with the fingers <laughs> Your
1: finger's is good. <laughs> Your finger is good. Who Mark Ain't John? Oh no, that's a Twitter yeah. guy. Yeah, Mark's we did our we did our our profile episode on Mark Saint John. So we always start with our poll which is related to the episode and the poll was uh we tried to get a little bit creative. So we know that Mark was only on one album Eyes. and the poll was which of these songs showcases his talent the best. Not necessarily what what's the best song on Eyes, but what song is it kind of personifies what he could do. And the options were I've had enough into the fire. Under the gun, thrills in the night, get all you can take. Uh forty-three percent of the votes were I've had enough. Uh, and I, I kind of agree with that. I mean, under the gun is just ridiculously insane, like like burning shredding. I think I've had enough is kind of a good mix of uh some up faster uh upper speed kiss, you know, with some good ripping and shredding by Mark.
0: Yeah. Uh, I thought it was uh, a, a very good episode. Uh, yeah, I thought that uh, you know we showed him the respect. I, I was surprised at how many people really didn't know his tragic ending, and uh, unfortunately, it's you know part of his history, I guess. Yeah, and um, you know, God bless and rest. Uh, may he rest in peace.
1: But we did get feedback. I start with the poll. Yeah, so we got some. So some uh, poll from the actual. Uh, excuse me some feedback from the actual poll itself so bill elam said thrills in the night is an example an excellent example of shredding with restraint and respect for the song it's a good way to put it uh richie rich said lol my favorite song on that album is the least popular here go figure <laughs> then twisted Kister said hopefully people are actually voting for what was asked yeah twisted Kister enforcing the rules of the poll <laughs> he says i love get all you can take it continues the style of keep me coming oh that song's horrible oh that song's horrible <laughs> animalized was about three to five songs away from being as good as creatures and lick it up but it had some duds unfortunately still not a bad album uh then richie rich says oops my bad i gotta confess i didn't read the tweet all the way through uncle paulie said in the coming soon you posted a picture of what looks like eric in an aggressive position over Mark with a drumstick coincidence. Most definitely great episode as always, and always found Mark to be the enigma of the band. Thanks guys. So that's some poll feedback and then some actual episode feedback as usual. Um, our buddy Steve, he says nothing against Mark. He was probably a nice guy and obviously talented, but was never right for the band. Why the rush? I don't know. Gene and Paul obviously didn't look into his background. The worst decision kiss ever made in my opinion. Oof. That's strong. Uh, oh and any comments on the word sectioning? Remember we were wondering what sectioning meant and I said yeah. that maybe that he's like yeah, over here it's a mental institution. Um uh, and that's what we kind of guessed. Um Uncle Paul he said riddle me this, what's the deal with 50% of former Kiss guitarists noses <laughs> continuing to grow after they <laughs> leave the band? <laughs> oh man. That's fucking brutal. Nice. Nice. Oh God.
0: I bet you the kiss army and the ace frailly nation out there had no
1: idea. That, why are people talking about fixated on? Cause when you look at the before and after pictures, poor guy and poor Mark rest in peace. He looked just terrible uh, up until his passing. Uh, our friend Zandon black. I remember buying animal and being very excited to see and hear Mark. St. John being so far away with no internet and three months behind on magazine issues. It was hard to know what was happening. I remember loving this album and his playing. Uh, and he says, great episode. I don't think Ace could ever be beat for the fuck off of the week award. <laughs> <laughs> Our buddy Murph said, something's wrong. This episode is less than two hours. <laughs> yeah, you got well, a point. It, well, it is Mark St. John. So, And this was an interesting comment that I never got an answer to. Loyal listener Stanley Lives For You said, half of what you said is 100 percent inaccurate so i responded by saying do tell never heard from him again (laughs) never heard from him again um Uh, i don't know i don't know either our buddy deuce he says uh like steve i with david lee roth and nita strauss with alice cooper shredders can play straight up rock when asked and no doubt mark could do that him getting the boot was not about ability in my opinion he wasn't a yes man to paul and the arthritis provided a quick easy exit okay and then our buddies from pod of thunder and i was waiting for this he commented and he sucked <laughs> i know that i know i know that when pod of thunder was reviewing Animalize albums they hated mark st john i love it louder nice episode Learned some new things uh i can't stand animalize unlistenable for me it's the only album I'll skip it 100% of the time. I would rather listen to Psycho Circus top to bottom every time. Oh, And then I said, that's one of the, and then I responded by saying, that's one of the worst kiss takes we've ever had. He goes, you know what? I wrote that sort of kidding thinking it was funny, but I'm standing by it. I much prefer Psycho Circus to Animalize. That's, that doesn't even make sense. That's just so insane. Doesn't even make sense. And then our buddy Steve. He got a little excited there with uh, Colin Ace a Muppet.
0: <laughs> yeah, he ended up going back and forth a little bit with me. And then uh, he sent me a direct message. He's he's uh, he's a great guy. And, you know, I think he didn't want it to make appear look negative or appear negative. Um, you know how people get on the Internet. Oh, fuck you, Cheetah Chris. Fuck yeah. you, fake freely, You know, all that nonsense. But I stand by it. Uh, I'm just saying. To me, and I was a little pissed off last week, but Ace's, you know, become more annoying, and he's the most annoying one of the band right now. Constantly throwing in shit like about bragging about, oh, I was the coolest, I was the most interesting. Uh, you know, those guys aren't rockers. That you know, they don't party like I did. Like I had more fun than it. Like, dude, shut up and just be the normal, likable Ace. People liked you because you were the cool one. Cause you didn't get into that drama shit. Now you're big time, like shit stirring. And, and the Muppet thing is I'll put a fucking photo up with one of the Muppets side by side next to him. And you tell me he doesn't look like
1: a Muppet. <laughs> well, and the thing too, with the, and this, this always comes back to the ACE fandom. I mean, you can, people don't understand when it comes to kiss or ACE or any band or music in general, Two things can coexist. You can still love Ace, love his contributions to Kiss. You can love his solo material, whatever, but still think that he's a fucking pain in the ass. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Both things can coexist. That's okay. You can do that. No one hates Um, Ace. Come on. No, exactly. Um, Our buddy Eladio said, uh, keep up the great work, gentlemen. Thank you, Eladio. Um, Half Ace. He says, Paul and Gene are full of shit. They hire a shredder, Mark, to replace a shredder, Vinny, and shit on him for shredding. They replaced Mark with a non-shredder, Bruce, and made him play like a shredder, and then shit on him for shredding. I'm sick of liars. <laughs> wow! So, so he got pretty—he got pretty heated about that. Smoke Show 19 says, "I don't like anything on Animalize." The absolute wait, wait, worst. Wait! Wait! Oh, wait. that sound you hear. <laughs> <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> you know what that sound is tom that is uh, the alert the sunny poony burner account <laughs> alert system sponsored by Shout It out loudcast Yep. your public service i don't like anything on Animalize. the absolute worst kiss album that is that is i don't even know where to go with that how insane that is two people saying Set, that sh- ship him monster that'll settle him down oh yeah oh god inside musical mind uh said this is cool i actually did a video on mark saint john on my youtube channel inside musical mind apparently has a youtube channel he says i'll be sure to listen to your episode all right cool thank you inside musical mind we'll be sure to check out your youtube video so uh, that's twitter feedback on the episode yep
0: all right let's skip on over and hop on over to youtube (laughs) um marty white The impressions of the three-dimensional Podcasts are hilarious I got banned after a show About phony kiss rumors They're whining and weeping from the I can't read fucking the rest of this Holy fuck Don't do it I can't do it Yeah, He just shits on uh, another podcast out there
2: Oh yeah, we don't Uh, don't do that Yeah,
0: well I'm not going to ship him the free poster I bought Last week Going to insult us Then I don't think it should be proper Get him out of here <laughs> Anyways uh, Robbie stars Animalizes one of the heaviest Kiss albums thanks to the In your face production And Mark's crazy amateur guitar Licks it's very metal Sounding and one of my favorite kiss albums Since its release I've had enough into the fires an incredible Album opener with probably the fastest guitar solo in a Kiss song Might be right mm-hmm. This song alone is worth owning a- Animal Eyes Mark mm-hmm. St. John's was a shredder for sure Yep Thank you Robbie uh, Over to Facebook Joe Ricken. Just listen today Good episode of a weird but cool time in history. Also your live 5 episode I caught today where was keep me coming absent from both set Louis less. Not good. That song is so good. <laughs> Tommy, you wrote back. Thanks for listening. Keep me coming has to be the worst song on creatures of the night.
1: <laughs> oh, it is by far.
0: Yeah. Dang, Tom. He replies, uh, Joe. Uh, no, no, no. That's actually Daniel peoples. Dang, Tom. We're just not agreeing on anything today. And then he commented on the episode enjoyable episode I don't have much to say about Saint John other than I enjoyed most of his input it's one fucking album what else is there? <laughs> the history I wasn't that's all right yet when all this went down but definitely an interesting part of the story Jack binocchio <laughs>
2: Ami evn zacdem. Zet bebelo beš ja jole i svaj slene zboglo beš manadena. Zetića plava van da zije beš ulje La la la
0: beš pakala. gumba Sad but an interesting look Into the short life of Mark In Kiss My question I've always wondered What if Ace left the band first In Vinnie and Mark's style of shredding guitar Do you think Peter would be able to keep up I've always had it in the back of my mind That no matter what Kiss was moving on without Ace And Peter in the 80s Let's save that And we'll comment on that Later in the episode Hmm. Uh, Kevin Jepson, COVID, Chris, and tuberculosis, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but this was a nice little tribute to Mark Saint John. Nice work, Swanic Swanipole, R.I.P. And then Jesus, all the fucking theme music's coming out tonight. Joey Casadia, Casada. COVID Chris. Ha ha ha
2: ha.
0: Oh boy. So that was three themes in a row, Tom. We had the Sunny Burner account alert. We had Jack's music. And now we just had Joey's theme music. Wow. Wow. All the Pisons are out tonight.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Poony and the Pisons. There's your new (laughs) opening band right there, Poony and the Pisons. Yeah, absolutely. So that's our um that's some of our
0: feedback. Um, and then the finally we had a couple emails. Dan the man Hey fellas I just listened to the very best of KISS episode I skipped it for some reason You made me laugh so hard walking down the street From Tom I love it loud If I never hear it again it would be fine Haha ha! totally agree I need a decade off sometimes From certain songs Don't get me wrong I love that Alive 3 version But after seeing it on the End of the Road tour twice I'm pretty tired of it Shout it out loud. However, I get more into it every time I hear it. It's also my little man's favorite. So we listen to that. In fact, just so you have it in front of you, and because I know you, ooh, so much, here are the top five five songs he likes the most. Shout it out loud, calling Dr. Love, Mr. Speed, King of the Nighttime World, Shock Me. Excellent. Yeah. Great He's best. basically going through an Alive 2 plus phase. And the little girl who's now 20 months Has started to point to our KISS shirts And exclaim KISS She also points out Gene Paul Etc. And now she's begun singing Dr. Love Great raising some KISS fans Also gave you a 5 star child Review Couldn't write a review for some reason For whatever reason I had not rated your phenomenal Show DR Awesome so thank you, Dan the Man. Much appreciated. And everybody else, when you guys get a chance, please make sure you give us those five star child reviews on iTunes and uh anywhere else you can leave a review like podchaser.com. And you know, we always we always ask that you do that. So uh Tom, what do you got? Do you have anything couple, else for us?
1: Yep, couple emails from Mark A. Hey guys, another great episode. Um, so he's catching up from the alive seven episode. This is his email. Another great episode. This one was difficult to compile, compile, especially since the carnival of souls tunes tend to be gloomier than most kiss tracks. Here's what I came up with. He gives his list. He opens with rise to it closes with take it off. Uh, but he also, he also throws in little Caesar and I walk alone. Good list. He throws in spit you know, the usual suspects for songs, really good list. And it says, uh, keep up the great content. And that is from Mark Arnold. Thank you, Mark, for the feedback. That's awesome. Uh, Then we got an email from David Clark talking about last week's episode with Mark St. John. And he says, doing some research on writer's syndrome, which is the technical type of arthritis that Mark had. um, He said, so sad and it gets worse. I'm not a doctor, but writer's syndrome looks horrible. It's an autoimmune disease, and it's often contracted from a combination of bacteria that can cause an STD, and it has a genetic predisposition. It cannot be transmitted from person to person, but bacteria can trigger the full-blown writers as someone is genetically predisposed. Sounds like a combination of arthritis, u- urethritis, which is a u- urinary tract infection, and conjunctivitis. It can infect joints, organs, and skin. Well, this is good. actually more good trivia. He says, and... It was named for Harns Reiter, a German doctor who discovered the disease. However, because he's a Nazi, his name is dropped from it at times, depending on the resource. Anyways, thank you for the episode. Tragic story. The episode felt like a bit of a recognition for Mark St. John and his contribution, albeit small, to the band. Rock on, David Clark. David, thank you very much. And thank you for that information. Some uh, We like it when uh, you guys do homework. Uh, That means we don't have to. So that was awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. So thank you for the feedback. Always keep it coming. Yep. We always appreciate
0: it. It Makes for our episodes to be a lot more fun when we get to hear some of your comments. And that's our chance of getting you guys involved with the program. So great. Yep. Now, let's find out what's going on in KISS World.
1: Well, it's Halloween week, so the big thing that everybody was excited about, and uh, as Zeus said at the beginning of the episode, we will eventually get to it, but it was the 42nd anniversary of Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, that wonderful, um, just everybody loves that movie in different ways. Some people love it legitimately, some people love it because it's so goofy and horrible, but... every kiss fan has a special place in their heart for that movie, depending on where you saw it, how old you saw it, et cetera. So, you know, we will get to that eventually. Believe me, that's going to be a, a massive episode for this show. And that's probably why we put it off for so long, because we know it's going to be just a massive episode for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, so that was big. And then uh, another big thing that came out last week, kind of right after, not long after we recorded Gene Simmons from kiss is selling his massive mansion in California and moving because according to him, he is sick of paying the taxes in the state of California. <laughs> and we're hearing reports that he's moving to Washington state, but may also be living in Canada as well, which kind of makes sense. Cause I think we've talked about this before he, him and Sh- um, Shannon, there was a lot of photo taking that they were in She's the mountain. Canadian, Yeah. Ex- well that too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it looks like he's moving to Washington state Canadian border type thing. So he, that, that was the mansion he's been in for quite a while. So that was, that was kind of big news.
0: I am moving to Canada because you, the taxpayer are putting your hands in my pockets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's
0: pretty much it.
1: But so let's that was, take a
0: step back for a second. Okay. You mentioned kiss meets the phantom of the park. Yeah. Let me break it to you people. There is no fucking remake in the in the in the making. There is no fucking stupid new script where Paul Stanley's directing and creating a new cast. Fucking Baco gets people all over and he tags us in it. So we have idiots like, is this true, guys? What do you think? Paul guys, Stanley yeah.
1: hates this movie. He's not doing a remake of it. Come on. I, I loved it when people were like, did you guys see this? I'm like, yeah, fucking Baco made it with fucking PowerPoint and friggin' pic collage, probably <laughs> under his P A W L Stanley umbrella. What yeah. the fuck, people? Well, if you get, if you asked Paul Stanley to write a list of the things that he would revisit, the bottom of the list would be Phantom of the Park.
0: Yes, and then the
1: other would be like hanging out with Peter Chris. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. So yeah, Phantom of the Park is, that's never coming back. It's 1978 and that's it people. Yeah. And speaking, go ahead.
0: And and that's where I started my Academy Award winning movie role with great scenes like Let's go! Ultimate classic. Let's go. Oh my God. I remember seeing that like when I was like 12 and 13 I got back into Kiss and that movie came back on. I... Fucking laughed on my own with
1: nobody in the room. Go, oh my God, that is so terrible. We have talked to our friend Ed from Click T Shop, click with a K, click shop.com I said, Ed, and speaking of Ed, we shared this on our social media because Ed posts some. He has a, a couple of shirts with Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park inspired graphics and artwork, really awesome designs. He's got the those space wolf men, whatever the fuck they called. <laughs> awesome, awesome stuff. I said, Ed, you got to try to come up with a shirt. I mean, I'd love to know the amount of people that would get it, but like that rope bridge <laughs> yeah, exactly. with Paul Stanley, like, like, and just have it and just have it say, let's go under it. Like, like, <laughs> yep. It's I just so, be, it, it, I know I would wear it. Oh, it's just so iconic. Um, yeah. and then, and then other things going on, um, pandemic Paul, he's, he's been quiet, you know, talk uh, right now. He's concentrating on the election, which is, which a lot of people are doing the elections only a few days away. Um, so he's talking about voting,
0: but while he was talking about it on CNN, Van Jones was talking in the background. There's a photo of Paul Stanley up,
1: the most random thing in the world.
0: Hey, is that Paul Stanley of kiss behind Van Jones on CNN? And Paul Stanley writes, I swear I saw that segment and thought the same thing. Van,
1: who is that? That's pretty, of all the people that I thought would like kiss Van Jones with a framed Paul <laughs> Stanley picture. <laughs> that was pretty good. Oh, but yeah, well. no, yeah. Paul's just commenting on the, uh, on, you know, he's passionate about the election. Like a lot of people are, and that's his right. And, uh, but he, he has, he has quieted down. I don't know if it's the, like you said, with the election getting closer, the time of the year, the season's changing wherever he is. I don't know, but he seems to have kind of calmed down a little bit, but we'll mm-hmm. see what ha- We'll see what happens after the election. If, uh, if that changes
0: someone writes later on 99 kissopoulos writes 99% sure it's prince
1: <laughs> not paul stanley no somebody goes,
0: you are 100% correct i looked at it i didn't he wrote. no that's
1: not prince so i don't know what the hell is i can't blow up that picture enough uh, when i first when i looked at it it didn't it didn't strike me as prince it did strike me as paul stanley but like we said not making any judgments here, but just some regular observations. Van Jones having a framed photo of Paul Stanley does make zero sense, but you never know. He might be a big Star Child fan. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else to add for Kiss World before we get into Scooby
0: World? No, but it is kind of a subliminal thing that I always call this segment Kiss World. And where are we segueing to?
1: Well, before we segue into Kiss World,
0: yeah, let's. Um- Let's go fuck, tell somebody to fuck off. Um, and when they fuck off, they can fuck themselves off by going to com. Well, I don't know who can go fuck themselves this week, but the, what I'm thinking is all the annoying people that can't keep friends during the election. How about them? All one. the people that are fighting walking into fucking people without a mask and pulling up their pocket constitutions, all the people that are fucking screaming on a bullhorn, if you don't fucking get out and support my march, then you're fucking fascist. Everybody on both sides, the fucking people that can't get their point across to have people join my cause with a conversation, but rather with a fucking bullhorn or with a fucking bite or with a... uh, A brick. A brick. (laughs) (laughs) With a pocket constitution. (laughs) You're violating my civil rights. <laughs> Bitch you're at KFC Alright Quit <laughs> put on a fucking mask You're going to die of heart disease in here anyways You, you know Shut the fuck up You, you're you uh, Poor minimum wage fucking worker There's enough time for Johnny <laughs> Attorney On the spot You're violating
1: my civil rights Get Now hook me up with a two piece You're not going to wear a mask But you're going to order that chicken sandwich Between two glazed donuts for lunch <laughs> <laughs> So, those
0: fucking pizone eating fucking asshats. Pizzone. <laughs> Remember the,
2: the pizone?
0: <laughs> pizone. I think we were in college when that came out. And just, and it was like the guy from In Living Color, Tommy Davidson, was like, yo, you got to eat the pizone at Pizza Hut. The sizzle pizone for shizzle. Yeah, and you would fucking die laughing just by the name pizone. Oh my God. Anyways. <laughs> For all of those fucking troublemakers on either ends of the spectrum that can't fucking just relax, please go to AdamEve.com, buy your favorite fuck me toy, and go fuck yourself with it. But <laughs> when you do, you better use our promo code, LOUDCAST. So how
1: does it work, Tom? So you go to AdamEve.com, you... Find whatever you want, you know, whether it's a friggin' strap on or a fucking fucking you know, <laughs> the uh, Rachel Gordon special frigging butt plug, whatever you want. Add it into your shopping cart, whatever it is. And then there's going to be a section for coupon code. You enter in Loudcast, and then all of a sudden it's going to trigger this bonus where you get a bunch of free gifts, free shipping, some free movies. It's uh, it, it's unbelievable. It really it, it's a great deal. Um, and you know, we make jokes, we goof because Adam and Eve, you know, cause we're immature, but if you are into that stuff, you're not going to find a better place to, to, to take care of your needs than adamandeve.com. So we urge you guys to check it out. We laugh about it, but if that's what you're into, you're not going to find a better place to go than that, than them.
0: Yeah. And don't forget those six, what
1: spicy movies
0: that you can get the gift that's right. for him, the gift for her.
1: Yep. Free and, shipping um, and all that good
0: stuff. So yeah, check it out. Make sh- Just gotta make sure you put in Loudcast As the coupon or the code And you'll get a bunch of good stuff So enjoy that And those After this election is done and all the commercials off Everyone can get back To normal Exactly So Tom We're on to the episode Topic And this week we decided to do A DVD review Of you one of the best! You got the best!
2: An all-new scooby doo original movie. The legendary rock and roll band Kiss. The Star Child. The demon. The Cat Man. The Spaceman meets the legendary dog. I'm here for the funnel cake.
0: Which!
2: Get me the hottest mystery solvers in the world.
0: Like that was well done.
2: Uh, so are we, I think we're gonna need these kids to catch that witch.
1: You'll never stop me. Kiss needs our help. Like I'm no guitarist, but I can play a mean armpit.
2: <laughs> when the Earth is threatened, this game will have to rock your world.
0: We'll have this case licked
1: in no time. Now it's just a matter of setting a trap.
2: Who's going to be the bait? You are. How is it that you and
1: I have to do the hard part?
2: Just lucky, I guess. Scooby-Doo and Kiss. Rock and roll mystery. Come
1: on, guys. These special effects cost money. Look for it on DVD and digital
0: HD. Scooby-Doo in Kiss and Rock and Roll Mystery This is something that I will be honest with you Has no sentimental feeling for me Uh, I got into this, I knew when it came out And I knew it was out there, I've seen clips of it But I only saw it recently So this is kind of new for me So I reviewed this mostly uh, this week And saw it really full for the first time So, you know, we usually talk about an album. This time, it's a movie. Where did we see it? How did we get into it? I have no sentimental feelings for this at all. I saw it for the first time. And I review it as kind of like a kiss thing, but also as a Scooby thing. I grew up on Scooby-Doo. Everybody. Every kid our age did. And so, uh, you know, in the end, uh, we'll, we'll talk about how I rate this or what I think about this. But you know uh, coming into this i i again it's just seemed like a new project that they did and
1: i picked up on it and went with it after i saw it so we'll see yeah so the movie came out in 2015 and of course i i bought it like right when it came out on dvd um i got like got it at target because lifelong kiss fan and uh, scooby doo has always been huge to 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 me, since I was a kid, my wife's always been into Scooby. My son, when he was younger, was into all the different incarnations of Scooby, how it evolved over the years. So it was, you know, we had we had a good time with it. My son was about 10, almost 11 when I got the DVD. So we watched it as a family. We got a kick out of it. We'll talk about, you know, we'll kind of go over at the plot, you know, some of the Easter eggs and some of the fun kiss references, and what we think of it and whether or not we recommend it and, you know, what we think of it. I mean, you you know what you're getting. It's Kiss in Scooby-Doo. You know it. There's going to be no surprises here.
0: It harkens back to the old 70s Scooby-Doo where Scooby-Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters. Remember those? Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, would meet the people from Bewitch or would meet other, like, characters from 70s shows and stuff. Yep. The 60s or whatever that was back then. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of that. Of what ends up happening So this was a direct-to-DVD And animated comedy movie uh, Released digitally July 10th, 2015 And was released on DVD and Blu-ray July 21st, 2015 It says here that the design of the film Is inspired by Jack Kirby's comics Now, that doesn't mean shit to me I'm not into comic books and never have been Is that something that's familiar to you, Tom?
1: Yeah, Jack Kirby. If you're if you're a um, if you're a comic book guy, he he got he got hooked up with Stan Lee. You know, he started doing some stuff with uh, with DC. Uh, but in in 19, in the sixties, he started working um, <clears throat> with Stan Lee, and uh, he co-created a lot of the the famous Marvel characters. You know, the X Men, okay. Thor, Hulk, Iron Man, and they became known as the Stan Lee jack kirby like character so everybody thinks of stan lee when you think of marvel jack kirby is like that kind of guy who like did a lot of the animation so that's that that if you're into comic books you you know who jack kirby is so yeah
0: all right it runs the the movie runs for about 79 minutes i actually thought it was pretty long for a scooby movie i did too let's go through the uh voice actors tom
1: well i think the big news here is this is the last scooby-doo production featuring Mindy Cone as Velma Of the Facts of Life That's the fat chick On Facts of Life Why do you have to make fun of her weight But you're no, right, she's the fat chick But
0: that's, that's, that's what we used to say when we were little Spoiler alert When we were going to name my daughter And we are like Okay, Natalia or Natalie I'm like, we're not naming her Natalie When I think of Natalie I think of the fat chick from Facts of Life I, th- I think of the line from The Breakfast Club It's
1: a family name No, It's a fat, it's name. A fat girl's name yeah, Exactly Well then what was your excuse for not naming your daughter Tootie? <laughs> Someone <laughs> dropped
0: a Tootie Because there's already a lady on Facebook And Twitter and Instagram That likes to take photos of herself <laughs> with 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 rock albums and then pose with a slight slant And like an irk <laughs> of her face like she, Yeah, Like she's <laughs> dropping a hot ass <laughs> Like the silent but deadly ones The ones that go <laughs> 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 another,
1: another thing we've ruined For Kiss fans Another social media thing we have ruined uh, For people the, the text group
0: The fucking degenerates in our text group we're going nuts today about like different poses. They found a couple good ones we
1: had some, we had some, we had somebody share a picture on our shout out Loudcasters Facebook group. And I'm looking (laughs) at the comments and everybody is like, just doing like the laughing (laughs) response. I'm like, Oh Jesus, we're going to, we're going to get, we're going to get pinched for this, but that's okay. (laughs) There is some group of American men. They think I fart all the time. They're they're mocking me for holding rock records and, Tooting in photos <laughs> tooting. But she's not known as the tutor. She's known as the ripper
0: <laughs> Anyways, Anyways So let's get rid of the fact chick from Facts of life <laughs> okay. Because we're so handsome and thin True. And there's Matthew Litter- Lillard Better yep. known for me As on the In the Scream movie Correct Right I also remember him in a real creepy Law & Order SVU Where he's like hooking up with his aunt Carol Burnett in an episode
1: he also, he also played Shaggy in the live action uh, Scooby-Doo yeah. movies that came out too so He has yeah. a good voice, he, does, he does, does pretty well Yep. In addition, Gary Marshall, the
0: famous director You know, Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley All those pretty women, all those other stuff Plays the character Manny Goldman, and his sister Laverne and Shirley's Penny Marshall, the actress and director. She plays the elder. Yep, that was great. Yep. In addition, as the movie starts, I knew and recognized Kevin Smith's voice right off the bat. Yep, as one of the workers. Hmm. And then the other one is his Jason Muse is the other worker, but I couldn't pick up that he wasn't doing the, you know, Jay and Silent Bob yeah. voice. So I didn't really yep. pick up that it was him. But obviously, I I could tell that it was Kevin Smith in the beginning. Yep. Another famous voice on here, Darius
1: Rucker, plays the Destroyer. Yep. That is so random. Yep. And then and then one of my favorite characters chip magoo (laughs) the manager (laughs) is voiced by doc mcgee the kid the real kiss manager and i love that yeah i love that
0: chip we'll get into that character and uh oh yeah a couple things about that yep because it was quite funny
1: absolutely
0: yep and and is is there anybody else that caught your attention tom at all
1: uh, no, I think those are the yeah, Darius Rucker is as, as the destroyer. That was that was crazy. That was pretty interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then obviously the four members of Kiss fake Fraley and cheater Chris <laughs> uh, they play respectively the Catman and Spaceman, and then Paul and Gene. I will say, half the time in the episode, I'm like, is that really Gene's voice? They didn't sound like him.
1: No, he, 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 well, that's the thing. They went by their, they, they never went by their Paul and Gene name. Everybody was Demon, Star Child, Spaceman, Catman. And, and Gene's voice really played up the demon. Paul sounded a little interesting in this movie with his Star Child voice. Yeah. He, we'll yeah. get into him. Yeah. 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 We will. We will.
0: Yeah. So that's the background of
1: the movie. Okay. So before we get into the plot, just a couple uh, comments and, Read here from uh, an interview that uh, Paul and Gene had done when the movie was being released. Gene said, um, "This is the most expensive Scooby movie of them all, but it really could be a Kiss movie with Scooby as the guest star. There really is shared space." Paul then says, "The great thing about doing Kiss meets Scooby-Doo is because of the length of it. This is <laughs> this is interesting. He says, as opposed to just a short animated piece, we really got a chance to flesh it out." We had people working who wanted a cohesive script. Whereas I have to say with kiss meets the phantom to this day, I'm not sure what that's about, but this <laughs> holds together really well. And it is very true to Scooby-Doo and very true to us. So yeah, th- just a couple, couple comments there, you know, and then Paul and Jean kind of give their, that's you know, an t-
0: interesting thought though, Tom, do you think the kiss army would have been better served if this came out rather than kiss meets the phantom in 78? Nope.
1: No, not at all. I, I think I, it
0: would. I think it would have better suited them rather than that ridiculousness of Kiss meets the Phantom.
1: I think Kiss meets the Phantom when it came out. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and we'll get into that when we do the Phantom review. I just think at, at, at the time it, it it came out, the, the mid to late seventies was so cheesy and so campy that you know it probably was a stumble for them. But I don't think this would have helped them at all. I think this came out at a good time when Kiss was trying to. You know, 2015, you know, maintaining some relevance, bringing that, that attract that younger audience, those kid that kid audience. And you this know, we'll talk kiss about it's
0: cooler. The, the, this kiss has superpowers in the graphics in, they work better than star
1: child. You're looking for someone, but it's not kiss. Oh agree. The way that they are in this movie is is the way that they should have been in Phantom of the Park. Yeah. True 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 superheroes. Yeah. Gene's brother is an only child. Insufficient data. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to do that movie. Oh my god.
0: So, why don't you tell us how the movie starts and get the plot going? Okay.
1: So, the movie starts off um we enter Kiss World. The theme park, th- yeah, the theme park, which kind of harkens back to a f- failed thing that the that the band actually tried to do in the late seventies. Uh, you know, they were going to have the traveling amusement park, Kiss World. So this is their version of it, and and it it starts off with uh, a, a couple of workers uh, looking at the at the roller coaster. There's been some issues, and then all of a sudden, you know, like if you've ever been to an amusement park, and you know, sometimes they take your picture as a souvenir. They show take a picture of you screaming, whatever. These pictures are are being taken and there's a ghost in them. And then one of the guys gets on the roller coaster, one of the workers testing the thing out, the thing starts going crazy. And then we learn that the ghost is the crimson witch. Which I gotta be honest with you, there's a lot of kiss references in this. They couldn't have come up with something better than the crimson witch. Like a they couldn't have come up with a kiss related yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, great
0: point, but I the other part to this beginning thing is right off the top, I recognized Kevin Smith's voice.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, but like it would they should have named the witch like Torpedo Girl. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and then the and then the you know, we kind of zoom over to the mystery machine with the gang. Everybody is dressed as Kiss with all the makeup on, everybody's excited because they're going to go to Kiss World, they're going to see the band, except for Fred. And Fred plays kind of like the, the stuffed shirt in this movie. He doesn't have any kiss makeup on. He doesn't like kiss. His favorite band is the Ascot Five. <laughs> now it looks like a shooting star. Make a wish, Scoob. Uh,
2: I wish I was eating a Scooby snack.
1: Good one, dude. Uh, I wish I could breathe fire like the
2: demon.
0: <sighs> I wish you'd all come to your senses.
2: You don't see me acting ridiculous over my favorite group, the Ascot Five, do you? Oh no, no, no. don't tug my Ascot. Don't pull my Ascot. It's not as good. No baby, you can't have my Ascot, cause girl, it's mine. Fred, please. I'm just saying, I think they're twice the band Kiss is. Who then
1: go sing their hit song, Oh no. no, don't tug my ass on. Don't pull my ass on. Your No, baby, you can't have my ass on because girl is mine. Hands off my cravat.
2: No, I don't like that.
1: Cravats are for haircuts and this kind of feeling fine. We'll go out to a bistro and chat over crème brûlée. Careful with that spoon though.
0: The drip could ruin my whole day, and my Asgard, so bad. And Asgard, Asgard, for him, catching this one is just
2: divine. Not, but don't tug my ascot, but don't pull my Asgard
1: and what is that called don't touch my ascot <laughs> so that's kind of the running joke that his favorite band is the ascot five he doesn't really get a kick out of kiss what do you think of the song well you, you could tell it's
0: paul singing so paul I mean, and yep. then the rest of them, you can pick yeah. up the voices. I thought Eric's actually sounded pretty good. The yeah. I thought I, he comes in.
1: Yeah. And this, and this kicks off something that I, that I did enjoy about the movie is that Kiss don't take themselves too seriously. You could tell that they're having fun with this, you, you know, yes. Wh- which is interesting. Cause it's only five years old. So I, that, that I appreciated that, that at this point in their career, they, they kind of let themselves hang a little bit. And was like, you know what, let's have some fun. And they did. I think that I think that was kind of cool that, yes, um, and I
0: like I actually thought them doing like a Barbara quartet kind of thing yep. about this song. I thought that was excellent. I thought they did a pretty good version of it. And you're right, they were in on the joke.
1: Exactly. But
0: one of the things I want to also jump on. Oh yeah, keep going. Is is there's no way anything can be done of Kiss without Paul? making sure he that he has creative control over character so the star child is so dreamy
1: oh and that daphne and that's a running theme
0: um the star child is close to 70 years old and you're a teenager
1: <laughs> pretty much exactly yep oh yeah, yeah yeah the entire movie daphne and paul are just uh kind of going after each other yeah So after we, after the van, after we see everybody in the van, they they arrive at Kiss World and the security chief and former government defense employee named Delilah Domino. (laughs) They call her Domino. Yes. Which I thought, I I mean, if you're a Kiss fan, you got to love these references. It's just, it's just so great. So Delilah Domino refuses to let them in because the park is closed down because they're trying to figure out what's going on with this witch situation. So they sneak into the park and they get caught. Uh, And that's when kiss shows up and kiss shows up like very dramatic. And Gene kind of sneaks up on, uh, on, on Shaggy and Scooby. They're doing one of those water gun games, you know, one of those carnival things and the demon gets, pulls up right next to him. And then, then you, then you meet the whole band. Man is spaced out on oh, the Star Child. <laughs> one cat
2: man now,
1: one thing with the gold. Ah. Uh, and it's Shies. kind of a yeah, exactly. It's kind of a kind of a cool introduction to the band. But let me back up a little bit because oh, oh. Uh, Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Here we go. We got, the, <laughs> we got the sound effects.
0: I'm sorry. I could do them all day.
1: Here we go. Oh, no. So then we kind of go over to the way the workers were. They run into the, the guy that kind of runs the park, and they're like, we can't do this. We can't do this. And then Chip Magoo, Doc McGee, he's freaking out because without Kiss doing, you know, without the park being open, they're going to lose money and the concert and all this stuff. And then we get the first of many merchandise gags. Yep. where he goes he says, "Oh, it's going to be it's going to everything's it's going to be down the toilet like this kiss toilet right here yeah. and then he flushes it in the D de- and it makes like a demon sound that's like the first exposure you get to again having some fun not taking themselves too seriously making light of how kiss merchandises everything
0: yes and it's always like the running gag is like 59.99 crossed out 49.99 <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Scooby and Shaggy. They're still out. Pardon me, Chip Magoo. Kiss Road Manager, Executive Officer of Merchandise. These Kiss Smelling Sauce work twice as fast and they're only $15.95. Ugh.
1: Uh, uh,
2: they're still not coming around.
1: Sorry, no refunds. So then we go to... Then we get into, okay, and forgive me if we're kind of, you know, mixing up some of the actual timeline here, but I want to talk about the credits, okay, because the credits are really interesting if you're a Kiss fan. The credits make references to the cover of Creatures of the Night, the cover of Destroyer, the cover of Alive, the cover of Rock and Roll Over, the cover of Dynasty, and all the, that's when you're introduced to, you know, the, the colors of the solo albums that all the bands have. And they're playing the first of many re-recorded songs for this album. The opening credits are Rock and Roll Night, and it's an updated re-recorded version for this movie.
0: So I like the versions in this movie. All the songs sound awesome. You can tell they're not the original thing. The sound sounds crisp. I think they're fucking excellent. Okay. I, 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 think, cre- I think I
1: think I think I think they're a little weak, but that's okay. No,
0: no, I liked it. In addition, the opening credits, the um, the graphics,
1: the artwork, and all yep. the
0: stuff that was going on was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, I thought that was the best. Whoever dra- uh, drew all that stuff, the cartoon and stuff, and the artist, awesome job. Watch out for the cre- the credits in the opening and rock and roll over playing in the beginning. And they're not doing the alive version of rock and roll over obviously a rock and roll all night. Excuse me. So I thought that was awesome. I I actually enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, I agree. The opening credits, the, the, the artwork like, like Zeus said, the graphics, the artwork really awesome. And the references to all those album covers really, really cool. So then we come back from, we come back from the credits and then that's, you know, we're introduced to the, the, they're in the park. We're introduced again to this, the crimson, Witch, which is screaming, give me rock. In, like, this, like, robotic, animalistic I kind of voice. she give me cock. Nope. That is the Tracy Lord's movie <laughs> that we watched at Stonehill. I was drunk off of cock. <laughs> you might be able to find that movie at adamandeve.com. I don't know. Oh, God. 40 guys'
0: dicks in her face. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So now, now no. all our listeners, Tom, all our listeners are like, "Hey, what porno was that?" <laughs> yeah, why are these guys talk about Scooby Doo and Kiss? Where's this <laughs> cock movie? I think that was wasn't that on the John Holmes one that I had? John Holmes' greatest hit <laughs> with the
1: cover oh, had his big schlong on the whole <laughs> cover. Was it John Holmes smashes, thrashes, and dicks? <laughs> <laughs> it was drunk off of cock. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with us? All right. So <laughs> then then, about, then oh, I'm, I'm trying to get through this fucking movie oh, and we're talking oh, about fucking. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So then we're introduced to our first kind of red herring. If you've watched Scooby and mysteries and stuff, you're introduced to this mysterious woman that appears. We don't know her name yet, but then we're like, Ooh, who's that? That must be who the witch is. And, then, all the, and then, then the members go around, they introduce, they all have rides named after themselves. And, of course, everything with the Catman is cat-related. Everything with Spaceman is le- electricity and lightning. And Gene's ride is really interesting because you it breathes fire. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because it made me think of how we always make the Gene hot-ass jokes. <laughs> yeah. Because the ride, you go into his mouth and then you come out his ass. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Get the firehouse because Jean's ass let the house on fire. Right! I have to say, this is some
2: amusement park. Thanks. We each took a section and designed it ourselves. There's my brimstone barbecue. The hottest <laughs> ride in the park.
1: My god it was well done. Uh, and so are we? And then Paul's got like the dynasty wheel thing. Uh, again, the plot line is it, it, it's creative and it's very Kiss-centric. And if you're a KISS fan, it it, it it connects to them very well. I think around that time, too, they did that whole
0: Japanese thing, which I never understood. KISS
1: costume change activate.
2: <laughs>
0: Get oh, come on.
1: <laughs> Relax. Yes. Yep. Yep. I was going right? to, I was going to make old clip. And it's like, wah, 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 wah. and there's like a
0: Japanese it almost looked like fucking Tekken. Yep. All those Japanese
1: words underneath each character. That's when they went, that's when they were jumping around. They said um, they were going to do a wardrobe change. And as they did yes. the wardrobe, when they did the wardrobe, it had the Japanese uh, letters. And I was like, wait a minute, what the hell is this happened? What does this have anything to do with? Like that <laughs> was just, that, it was, I, it, it threw me off. Yeah. It was very weird. And then after that, then right. kisses, Then Kiss's band tech appears and introduces herself to the gang. And what's her name? Shandy Strutter. Ooh. 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 Yeah, Shandy. She's
0: hot. Bring that
1: fat ass over here. Ooh, Ooh, yeah. (laughs) So another red herring. You know, you get this mysterious woman. Then you get Shandy Strutter. Again, another great connection to the band. Then Shaggy and Scooby go into the flume ride. They see the witch. They're playing Shout It Out Loud. Then kiss starts fighting. It's oh, all this whoa, whoa, whoa. chaos. No, go go ahead, jump in. Yeah, and jump there's in. The part where they fucking the witch, the mist,
0: stinks. Yes, I forgot. And then <laughs> I, thought- <laughs> I feel like one of them goes, "What?"
1: <laughs> go ahead, because I know what you're gonna what? say. Died. Yeah. <laughs> There's another part we'll get to, but I want to bring it up now when we say it. Where Shaggy, Shaggy, and Scooby are watching and sh- walking, and Shaggy goes, "Scooby, you eating like beef jerky again or something?" So apparently the witch stinks like like it, it, it. So apparently what happened at our concert was that I want you episode. It must have been the Crimson Witch. Did you eat that is like
0: reminds me of the Kramer and Beefaroni. Oh, yeah. she's Rusty! rusty.
1: <laughs> Who do you feed that horse? <laughs> oh, okay. So then the mysterious woman appears again and she introduces her, her name as cara Another great kiss reference there. And, yep. Chica- and Chikara is the fortune teller on the grounds of the amusement park. Um, right. So we. Then we go to another little another little thing where Fred, Daphne and Starchild they're kind of on their own doing their thing. Starchild and Daphne are trying to, you know, they're all flirty and and Fred's pissed off. And of course, then of course can, can I stop at you for a second? Yeah, I want
0: you to. Please so, jump in. And then of course Paul's personal hobby of painting is portrayed in the in the thing. The, the- Yep, I well, was just gonna get into that too. Well, I'd like to have my character show that he can paint, like I can paint. Maybe people go to my art gallery. And what I don't like at this point, and I noticed, is when did when did Fred not just be the straight man and all these Scooby things? Fred never had he was never the foil of a joke or had personality of jealousy and things like that. All of a sudden now. But I- fred's jealous or he gets upset or he's got he but i think that but,
1: but, but i think that's like, i think that's the joke i think that's the joke is that he's never like that and he is here because of kiss
0: yeah you know what i mean and i just my point <clears throat> is like that's not the fred i remember right but anyway
1: go ahead no and then paul has a good line where he looks at daphne he goes i put the x in x-ray Ooh, you know you wanted to say put the x in sex but you can't because it's a scooby movie because he talks about how the eye never lies. He talks about his star child eye.
2: The eye! Um,
1: yeah. And then uh, then they then they realize that they, they go into the catacombs underneath the park. And then we shift over to Velma is with uh, the spaceman. And they go visit Chikara. And this is where you kind of get the, the... One of the most convoluted fucking stories in the history of stories. Yeah. But this is when you get some really cool Easter eggs. So... You you learn you learn about they go to, they go to her little fortune teller studio, and you learn about the story that there's an alternate universe called Kisteria, and that they want to use the black diamond to summon a monster called the Destroyer to conquer the Earth. So that's kind of what's going on here. So the Crimson Witch is trying to get her hands on the Black Diamond because that's going to unleash the Destroyer. So that's kind of the story that we're at. Okay. That's kind of the gist of the main story. But what's really, really cool about this is I, and nothing I love more than Easter eggs in a movie is that during the scene with Chikara, the fortune teller, she is talking to Spaceman and uh, Velma. And she's talking about all the people, many, the many protectors over the years of this, of this black diamond, and if you look closely, and we we can we can share this picture on our social media, she turns to a page in her book, and it's really cool. Yeah, there's there's a picture of the planets, and it says Gendel, referring to Ace. There's a picture of the two cats from the Alive Two Drum Riser representing yep. Peter. There's a picture of the Ankh representing Vinny. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of the fox representing Eric. Then there's a couple of banners and tapestries. One of them says MSJ representing yeah. Mark St. John. And there's another one that says BK representing Bruce Kulick. But then there was another one that I thought was unbelievably interesting. And I give credit to IMDB for figuring this one out. Mm-hmm. There's a little drawing of a sliced fig, which is representing Anton figs contributions to the band. I That's thought that was so cool and so awesome. And I really want to know what Kiss's input was in that to acknowledge every person that has ever contributed to Kiss. I thought that was really cool. And the way that they were referenced in this was she, Chikara refers to them as the many protectors over the ages. And then she turns to that page. And I thought that was really neat. Cool. cool. Yep, I thought that was I thought that was really cool. So you get to the story here and it's like. There are magic crystals. There's warriors that are fighting against the destroyer. that are trying and now the band has it and they protect it. So this is when you get in, this is the plot of what's going on. And it's it's very sci-fi. You know, it's very like you know, friggin' like Star Wars, Star Trek kind of shit. So then you see that they go into the effects lab with uh, Shandy Strutter to kind of show you what some of the what the band does on stage, and we're introduced to the, her assistants called Beth and Christine. More kiss references. Ooh, ooh Beth and Christine. Ooh, when oh, I saw you coming God. out fucking three some of those two hotties. Oof. When I saw you coming out of that lab that day,
0: ooh, ooh, get that underage intern in my in my lair. The other thing that I wanted to go over was a part where yeah, I think the spaceman says said that love gun would go gold. It went platinum.
1: That was a great reference, yeah.
0: Okay. Why is fucking Tommy talking about Love Gun? Oh, don't right? get all fake ace on me now. He had not, nothing to do with it. They should have had a different character say that line in the movie. I know what you That's saying.
1: all. You just, so I, you know. I you. So then the witch re- the Crimson Witch reappears, and then there's these kiss monsters that are underneath that they use on the stage show. She, those Those get brought to life. The band then gets together. They pull out the rock. They open it up. And then they u- then Shaggy and Scooby use the rock as a trap to try to get the witch to kind of show up. And that's when <laughs> Shaggy goes, Scooby, ugh, you eating beef jerky again? <laughs> Rusty. So then, then every then the witch shows up, and then the band fights. Everybody's fighting. The band's fighting with the witch. All- they're using all their superpowers. You know, obviously Gene breathes fire, and everybody has their typical sp- powers and then this is when the movie really goes friggin bonkers because then the witch cuts off a hole like in the universe and goes into like this other different realm and yeah. then they stop they then they stop playing this pretty cool re-recorded version of i was made for loving you
2: Cheapers, what just happened The Crimson Witch ripped a hole in the universe. Activate the Dynasty Star Portal. You mean the Ferris Wheel? It's actually a portal to the cosmic realm of Kesteria. Of course it is. Does she have to come? Does your eye see the future? Then let's rip this open!
1: Thought that was kind of interesting.
0: Oh, yeah. They had a really rock hard to open it up to get into the other realm. Yeah. And they decided to play I Was Made for Loving You.
1: Which of was interesting. All their songs. Yeah. And they use that dynasty wheel thing to kind of enter it. And the, the ship that they're using is like this huge, like rocket ship guitar. Kind of cool. Right. But then but then they get then they get into that other realm and they're looking for the elder, which I was blown away that they made a reference to the elder. Yeah. I thought that w- I thought that was hilarious. And the elder are all these warriors that appear in like kiss like makeup. Yep. But when they appear and I know it's the voice of Penny Marshall, but when they appear, they're like, yeah, where the elder what's going on. They sound like guys from like fucking New Jersey or like, they sound like a couple like (laughs) Italian guys from like, or or from like downtown Boston. Yeah. We see that you're here right now the
0: defense the
1: is wrong is, that's exactly what it sounded like i'm like everybody sounds so menacing and so scary you couldn't have gotten somebody instead you get penny marshall so I, I thought that was kind of funny so yeah that's the elder and then fred gets teased because fred tries to paint his face to be part of the gang he paints like a moon on his on his eye and everybody's like oh a nice shiner he's like it's not a shiner it's makeup so again okay frank yeah, again, again, Fred being bludgeoned by everybody and embarrassed. Yeah, because they keep calling him Frank. Yeah, Paul does. Yep. So then, then there's a little conversation between Gene and Shaggy and Scooby, and they're like, they're like, Mister Demon, how do you breathe fire? And then Gene explains, you have to swallow your fears and breathe them out. So there's your little tip on how to breathe fire.
0: I thought it was swallow that bucket of ass juice. <laughs>
1: And the tomb of the destroyer opens up and then the black dot with the black diamond rock, then these winged creatures come out and then, then it turns into just a free for all Paul starts fighting the witch. The witch places the, the black diamond into a hole. The destroyer opens and erupts, um, which disappears into a different realm. The band and the Scooby gang separate the band reappears. They come back. Every, they land back into the regular part of the kiss world there's a huge concert going on the destroyer looks like a combination of voltron and galactus if you're a marvel <laughs> superhero guy it's the the most random thing the band starts playing detroit rock city another another you know remake of that the gang is on a is battling they're on the they're on a ship called the kiss craft then everybody returns back to kiss world okay so this is when the plot kind of really takes a turn for me so they all wake up and they're in kind of like a hospital room and they realized that everything that they just experienced was a hallucination because what the Crimson Witch has, that sm- the reason it smells is because it's a chemical that is like some mind altering thing that creates hallucinations. So everything, they ima- everything that they thought they experienced was completely made up. So ultimately what we're learning here is that the Crimson Witch pretty much roofied everybody from the friggin' mystery machine and drugged them all up to try to get him to get what she wants so the witch then returns and like all scooby movies the band discovers all the tricks you know it's she has like a jet pack that helps her fly she has the the gas that makes her do this come to find out spoiler alert the crimson witch is delilah domino they call her domino exactly she was trying to steal the, the, the rock and bring it back to, uh, you know, try to sell it to another defense contractor. Some big fucking convoluted weird story. So, yeah. And then the band, everybody kind of, you know, like, like if you've ever seen a Scooby show, Scooby movie, everybody's all happy. But then the gang is saying goodbye to the band. You see Daphne, Fred, and Velma walking ahead. And you got Shaggy and Scooby saying goodbye to the band. And the band all kind of unite with their powers and they take off. So maybe there is some kind of other alternate universe that exists, but only Scooby and Shaggy saw it. And they said, oh, should we tell them? And they're like, no, 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 no. So it's kind of like a secret that only Shaggy. Why? Why wrong? Exactly. Well done. Exactly. And then we go to uh, roll credits and they roll credits with modern day Delilah. Yeah. Which I thought was I which I thought was an interesting thing. This so movie came out when, 2015. Monster was out. They
0: skipped Monster and went to Delilah. Modern day Delilah.
1: Yep, mm.
0: exactly. Interesting. Uh, a couple things I want to point out throughout this stuff. Easter yeah, eggs, and little small things. Absolutely. I haven't worked this hard in forever. Was one line that I picked good. up on.
1: Yep, good one.
0: Kiss is not going to get paid. They're going to perform for free. Okay. Stop right now we know it's not real Kiss is not performing for free You know again I already mentioned that they Played I was made for loving you to rip Open the portal are they Worthy here's the thing that Annoyed me Paul Of course is the leader I'll go after the witch
1: Absolutely and he
0: gets his ass Kicked I like that and he loses Like why is Paul going by himself When did he have like you Know that annoyed the shit out of me
1: And Paul's powers
0: kind of suck.
1: Yeah, his powers are like weird. He does like this little like ballet dance with his little purple ribbon thing. And he's kind of
0: like the fucking Wonder Twin shit. Yeah. Shape of an icicle.
1: Yeah, it was weird. But you're right. But you're right. He he was like he was like the leader. He was like the leader who gets his ass kicked and has to be saved by Gene.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Space Ace has the fucking, you know, electrocute stuff. The other guy, um, the cat man has the claws, he can fight, and he's like a cat, like a tiger or whatever. Oh, I'm a tiger! (laughs) And you know, and Gene at the fire, Paul's got a fucking, the star child eye, whatever. Somebody got called Buckethead. I think they called um, the Destroyer
1: Buckethead. Buckethead, okay.
0: Yeah, with a KFC
1: bucket on his head.
0: Fred knows how to drive a spaceship, apparently, out of nowhere, right? He learned how to drive a spaceship. Oh, yeah. Yep. Detroit Rock City's played at a concert for a movie for about kids, and they're talking about, I think I'm going to die. Why? Now, this is a nice good kids topic.
1: First I drink, and then I smoke. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and then at the end, at one point, Paul like makes out with Daphne. You know yeah. the seventy-year-old man just grabs the fucking teenage girl and sexually assaults her in front of their friends. Yeah, that part.
1: Yeah, it was a little questionable. It was it was it was questionable. And you're right. Why? Like, okay, we get it. Your kiss. We get it. Your star child. But it's 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 Scooby. This is a kids. Like people don't make out in Scooby movies ever. Yeah, you know what
0: I mean? Just, and he's the only one that's dreamy, and he's got the most powers, and he's the leader. Yep. They they couldn't have her have like. A, a crush on Tommy's character, or right the Catman? Oh, Star but, Child. Yeah, it's got to be
1: him. He's so dreamy.
0: No, I know. Anyway, overall,
1: what did you think? Uh, I thought I watched this twice leading up to this episode. Okay. I, thought the, I thought I thought I really really I, I enjoyed. I'll tell you what I I'll tell you the things I liked. I lo- First of all, I love, I love the animation. I thought, I thought the movie, lo- I thought it looked really cool. Yeah. Um. I liked how they were portrayed as like superheroes with powers. And, you know, I like that. I thought the plot was fucking just bonkers. And, and I, and I, I'm, I'm a huge Scooby fan. So I've seen all different Scooby movies and in the, the regular original cartoon episodes, I thought the plot was just insane. Like, you're, you're using chemicals to drug these kids to get what you want. Like, it's just a, like, what do you do? I don't understand that. I mean, I, and I get, I get how they wanted to turn it into sci fi and, and have the elder and the destroyer. So I'll give them credit that they tried to tie in all aspects of Kiss World with lyrics and song titles and characters. I liked all that. Probably could have cut out about 15 minutes of it. I don't think it needed to be this long. But I, I, I liked it. If you're a Kiss fan, you got to give it a shot.
0: Okay. This wasn't Detroit Rock City, the movie for me. This was better. Yeah. Um, what I will tell you is, I like the cartoon aspect of it. The graphics were great. Yep. I like that Kiss was in on the jokes. Mm-hmm. I like that this wasn't done by somebody that wasn't a Kiss fan. Whoever did this knew about Kiss stuff, yep. threw in Easter eggs all over the place. Yep. I really like that. I like that there were some cameo voices. I thought. That, for the most part, like Peter and a uh, Peter <laughs> oh <figure>. yeah, <laughs> Tommy and Eric had a part in the movie. I thought they'd be minimal, there weren't they weren't they had actually had lines. they were given more of a role than I expected them to have in this, yep, I thought the plot was fucking stupid, yeah, I don't even was. get it. I don't even get like they didn't need to do Kisteria world. And the Elder World, they could have made those As attractions, to put those References in, on the Oh no, he's going into the Kisteria area, oh no That's the the Elder Ride Or something like that, you know what I mean, they didn't didn't have to Come up with this whole, like, if you Really think about it, I don't even understand What is going on They didn't build it up, the whole plot or anything It is a kids movie, but usually When you watch a Scooby movie, somebody's Trying to scare people away from the park because they want to inherit stuff, or people were getting close to the gold, and they, you know, something like that. Not like this. I still know. I have to think about it. Like, wait a minute, what? What happened? And you know, the whole part of whether it's real or it's not real. Well, they made it seem like well, it is all real at the end. Well, why wrong in the world,
1: right? So if that is real, then that was kind of stupid. <laughs> you, you hit sure. the nail on the head. I've I've seen this movie three times. I saw it when I bought the DVD, and I've seen it twice in the past few weeks. Yeah, we're grown adults who I would like to think, regardless of what some people out there think, we're relatively smart guys that understand stuff. Ooh. This is the most. This is the most convoluted plot. It's a yeah. Scooby movie at a fucking amusement park. Simplify it. It's for kids. When I watched this with my son, he he he, he liked the entertainment aspect of it, the, the graphics, the cartoons. But I'm like, okay, so The Rock, they need to protect The Rock because if they put The Rock here, it opens up the Destroyer, and then the Elder need to protect... Like, what the fuck are you talking... Just make it so, like, fucking old man Willard is trying to fucking steal the park or something. Okay, so then what... Let's say the whole aspect
0: of the other world was not real. Right. What did... She do like the lady closed down the park for what? Right. Like, I, De- Delilah Domino, like was doing what? Like well, what was your point? Like she, she wanted to, close to it she, to take the, to take the fucking
1: rock to sell it just to like, steal it. Right. Because she knew, she knew, she knew that this is right. She, she knew that kiss was coming to the park. Well, it's their park. So she wanted to, she wanted to shut the park down. So the only people in it would be her and kiss so that she could get to the rock. To take it and steal it. So wouldn't it be better if it was open? There'd be fucking
0: people everywhere, like going crazy and doing shit. She could head a security go in and take it. Like it just, it just, uh, it's it's too convoluted. It's it's too convoluted. Whether it was real or if it wasn't real, the plot like it just, huh? Correct. Because and I'm not trying to make this into a big deal. Like oh, you're you're a very hard critic on these movies, but I'm just saying. Like I've seen Scooby movies. They're pretty simple. At yep. the end, it was the guy because he wanted to, like I said, keep people away because he was gonna. People were getting close to the gold, or he was gonna inherit something, and now yeah. those people were gonna get it. So he had to prevent that from happening. This is like, oh yeah, she wanted to steal the rock to get a de- sell it and make money. What?
1: Like, I, like I, I'm looking at it from a kid's perspective. Like she wanted to steal the rock sh- so she could sell it to a defense contractor. What? What little kid understands that concept of a defense <laughs> contractor? Like, what it, yeah. did you know what I mean? Like, just it, 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 it was, it, the movie looked good. It sounded good. It had great kiss references. Oh, I love it. I thought but the, the music was but, great. I thought the, the soundtrack the, was very good. The Here's plot the was just too, the plot was, the, the plot, plot
0: was just too much. How about the other plot? So let's say the whole kiss world was real. Yep. Okay. Well, Delilah used all those fake things to make her witch real. Right. So if this was real and she really then how could she be doing that stuff to make that fake world happen? Like that wasn't real Kiss Well the fake, and all the, that fake,
1: the fake world was for us to see because they were in a hallucination. But here's my thing.
0: No, 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 if, no, 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 no. But if they were in a hallucination, which was real at the end, apparently. Right. Okay. Well, the witch came out to be fake, so she wasn't stealing it to create a fake destroyer. Or if she was then she is real and they wouldn't have unmasked her and showed all the stupid gadgets.
1: So which one is it? Well, and also if they were under a hallucination, where were they during the hallucination? (laughs) They were in each other's pants. Yeah. I, I I don't know. Again, I know, I know, I know people are going to be listening. People are going to be like, dude, it's a Scooby movie. Settle down. We can't settle down. This is what we do. We go through things. But that be- overanalyze
0: everything. That's why we have a Kiss podcast.
1: Of course, but that being said, generally speaking, I liked it. It's fun. I would recommend it if you're a Kiss fan. If you're a Scooby fan, you're going to get a kick out of it. But just be prepared for a just a silly plot.
0: Yeah, yeah, I liked it as well. If I, would I see it again, probably because in the end, it, uh, there was good fun. Kiss in um, Kiss was in on it. I thought the Kiss aspect of it was well written. the plot was stupid they could have tidied that up a lot better than what they did and you know the whole doc mcgee fucking hawking shit i mean i enjoyed it it was it was it wasn't bad so in the end i would say uh i would give it a uh i don't know a demon salute whatever the fuck we would call this uh i think it was
1: pretty good yeah i I, like i said i I would give it a recommend i mean you kind of have to have it here so Yeah. yeah um God. <laughs> anyway. So that's so. so that's Scooby Doo and Kiss Rock and Roll Mystery. Uh, it's available on DVD and Blu Ray, and you can find it streaming. Um, if you don't have it in your collection for the amount of for the price, you gotta you gotta get it. it it's worth having. It's fun.
0: Yeah. Tom, next we usually go over into questions.
1: Yeah. What we so this, this week, so this question is comes from an email. So I'm going to read the email, and it has a question in it, and we'll we'll answer it. And this comes from keith wetzel he says hi guys first off i'm a huge fan of your podcast you guys do a great job with weekly topics and keeping things lighthearted unlike a lot of the other podcasts Ooh, i have a question i'd like to hear you guys discuss on the podcast and you go through your emails which is what we're doing now as sensitive as pandemic paul is about his voice and all the criticism he takes right do do you think there's any chance that With all this time off from performing, he seeks to have a procedure done to repair it. I know there was a rumor going around a long time ago about a procedure he had done, which arguably has caused the issues he's currently experiencing. Hope to hear your hope to hear you guys discuss your thoughts. Take care. Keith from Cleveland. P.S. I emailed once before with a possible topic that I would as a fan love to hear. That is ranking Paul's stage raps. Oh, God, we get that a lot. We get that a lot, but yeah. anyways, back to back to your question. Do I think Paul will have anything done to repair this? No. Period. I don't think he cares enough.
0: Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think there's really much he
1: can do at this point. No. And the the the, the procedure that he that you're referring to, Keith. Uh, I don't think that was a rumor. I think that was real. And I, I don't know if that was done to fix his problems or if that was done and it caused problems. I'm not an expert on that, but I know that he did have something done. So yeah, and maybe maybe yeah, somebody out there could contribute to that.
0: And that's kind of what led to the downfall. I also think at his age, he doesn't want to take the risk that it could make it even worse.
1: Right. I agree. I agree. Yep. And I say this every episode. I still don't think they're going to go back and tour, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> I say it every week. <laughs> nice positive message. Is that a well, positive no. thing, Tom? <laughs> is, that a, is that a positive thing there? Kisteria? Yeah. <laughs> so settle you know, down, Shandy Strutter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where can people find us? Uh, so, we, our email, we like to read them uh, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. And we're on all the social medias Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And we have a Facebook group, shout it out loudcasters. Uh, we love interacting with you guys. Uh, we, we're most interactive on our Twitter, uh, but we are also interactive on the Facebook and the Instagram as well. So, reach out comment on the episode comment in general let us know what you think of the show let us know what you think of this movie if you have it if you don't have it do you have kids do your kids like it let us know and uh as i mentioned earlier check out our buddy ed over at click t shop click with a k uh he's the one that designed our awesome logo and uh he we can also get some shout out loudcast gear as well as great kiss inspired gear like i referenced earlier with the kiss meets the phantom of the park stuff um, holidays are right around the corner. Uh, by the time you hear this, it's going to be the last day of October. So, uh, or it might be November by the time, if you get, if you get to listening. So check out Ed. He has some really, really cool stuff.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's, uh, that's excellent. And obviously I always promote our email, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Give us one of those five star, star? child reviews. And, um, you know, here's one that we actually did get recently, Tom. And I'll read it to you. Always solid is the title. Hey, fellas, another solid episode. You guys are the one of the very, very few podcasts I listen to. And I appreciate that all you do. Week in, week out, I look forward to your episodes. And when you add on Sunny, it's truly the cherry on top. Much love. Take care,
1: Danny, Poony, the sexy Poony. Nice, Danny. Thanks, buddy. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And, I don't. I don't, I don't and, know if you're wait, the. I don't, know, and, I don't know. if you're the sexy Poony. We'll have to. We'll see.
0: And since your brother's on two thousand podcasts, and you still listen to us and very few others, we appreciate it, buddy.
1: Yeah, we appreciate that the the comments, and we appreciate you taking some time to put together a review for us. Really, the that's end. awesome. Thank you.
0: We are one year away from Kiss Cruise ten. It would have happened now. We would have been on it. And Danny is my cabin mate, Tom.
1: Wow, so, that's so a maybe, little bit of
0: a biased point of view. Uh, so
1: you'll so you'll be able to find out if he really is the sexy pony.
0: Oh, I'm going to tie him up and take him down.
1: Ooh, take
0: me down below, Danny. <laughs> Ready to get downtown and get the job done. What's that guy's Ooh. name again? Which guy from what? And remember, he used to do the Celtics games? <laughs> Jimmy <Ooh>. Myers. Well,
1: <laughs> Jimmy Myers.
0: Yeah, take let It's time to
1: go downtown and get the job done. So, remember- so far, we've referenced Fred Cusick jimmy myers ted Sarandis
0: <laughs> 617-555-0850 tom you're next on the call
1: uh ted ted i'm really glad that we're talking about this uh this kiss movie you know when i was a young kid i you know it brings back a lot of memories that talking about kiss it really inspires some nostalgia and some emotion so thank you for that
0: murph and revere thank you for <laughs> waiting on the line <laughs> <laughs> you're up next on ted nation
1: I thought I thought you were gonna throw me the uh, the, the minute of silence just 617 <laughs> 422
0: Sometimes you have to dodge debris when the people throw on these the fans throw things on. Jordan Caron. I'm sorry, let's get just to indulging
1: this, myself with stupid get, Boston sports references. Let's get to this next topic. What are your thoughts on a retractable roof in Boston?
0: And <laughs> <Retractable laughs> oh, uh, we gotta think well, who was that? Uh, was it John that brought this up? I think so. Oh. He was entertaining us along with us. That he's the one of the few Boston guys that get this. But oh. anyways, that's for you, John. So
1: yeah, great um, stuff.
0: Yeah, you had something else, Tom. You wanted to go over, right?
1: So, yeah, so we just read our, our feedback, our, our five star child reviews. And I want to, we want to share this with you because, you know, we like to share all feedback and we've been blessed that with an almost two year old show, we've gotten very, very little negative feedback and we would share it with you if, if we did, but we got some feedback here from somebody on one of the Australian kiss Facebook groups and This is just hilarious and maybe it's not supposed to be because I find it hilarious that someone would be this angry, this upset and type something like this about a friggin' kiss podcast. About a kiss Mark St. John episode. That's the other thing too. I mean, like, it's not like we had like a, like some guest on and was like bashing the guest or something like, I hope this isn't tongue in cheek. I hope he's serious because it'll make it that much more fun for me, but here we go. This is from Matthias Vandenberg. And he writes, you guys talk too much shit about your stupid new desk. (laughs) (laughs) And whatever other crap I listened to for five to 10 minutes and still hadn't heard a word about Mark St. John, some advice stick to the facts of the subject of the podcast and don't get lost in the crap of your own talentless lives. <laughs> we should have made him the go fuck yourself of the week. dude. That is hilarious. And and I, again, I don't know. We don't know this person. I don't know if he's tongue in cheek or not, but the fact that you were that upset that you had to wait 10 minutes for us to get to mock St. John's conversation. A, you have never listened to us before. And, B, it doesn't sound like you've ever listened to a podcast before. But that being yeah. said, Matthias, thank you for listening to the show. And thank <laughs> you for the feedback.
0: Yeah, Tom's the nicer of the group. Go fuck yourself, brother.
1: Talentless <laughs> or not, it's I love a it. fucking podcast. I think it's funny. It's- I, just, I just think it's funny that someone would take three minutes out of their lives to just <laughs> open fire on a podcast.
0: No, but more importantly... This is not how it works. You listen or you don't listen. Yep. You choose. It's not like someone paid money to listen to our podcast and, like, dude, uh, you know, when's the concert going to start? I've been watching you for 20 minutes. You haven't played a song yet. And I paid $50 to watch this live stream. Like, yep. This is a podcast. It's, we talk about shit here. It and not to, like, n- not to okay, mention Mark if- St. John was born on this day, this day, this, that. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you. Good night. All right. Love gun. <laughs> grand opening. Grand closing. Right. It doesn't I- work that way. Oh, but anyways, weird. I fucking. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, we we don't get all butthurt about negative no, shit. No. But that doesn't mean I'd like to see more. So uh, keep the positive five star child reviews coming to us. You can hit us up on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, I don't know, every place. But oh, um podchaser.com is a great place to leave a review for us. But keep them coming. We've been a, we've been getting a few uh other ones this week and the past couple of weeks, so we really appreciate them. So please keep them coming. They may, they really help us out. So thank you for those. Absolutely. And Tom, thank you. Yeah. Um you got any famous last words?
1: Hands off my cravat. No, I don't like that. You'll get it dirty. Cravats are for hep cats. And this cat is feeling fine. <laughs> don't touch my ascot. Oh. We'll go out to a bistro
0: for caramel creme brulee. Yum. Yum, yum Careful With that spoon Though A drip could ruin my whole day That just sounds bad A drip (laughs) (laughs) Tom, thank you Kiss Army, thank you Scooby Doo, thank you And uh, Everyone else out there, thank you
1: Yeah, thank you, everybody. Uh, Hope you had fun with this one. Have a happy Halloween. Uh, Be safe and get out there and vote. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to get too political here, but just get out and vote. Enjoy yourselves. Be safe. Have a happy Halloween. Watch some Kiss. Watch Phantom of the Park. Watch Scooby-Doo, whatever. But thank you guys so much, Zeus. Thank you, as always, my friend. Peace out, Girl Scout.